Thank you very much. My time is very limited. I will not encroach on another Rebbe. 3.40, I end. No matter what I finish or don't finish, it's done. So I would joke if I started on time, our boy, Miyakenu Lo Yosef, he came more than 40 minutes. But I don't even have 40 minutes. I'm already three minutes late. But okay. With that introduction, I'd like to discuss the mitzvah of Kibbut Ava'im. Rabbi Shabtai has been speaking about that mitzvah. It's a very, very, very important mitzvah. One of the most important mitzvahs in the entire Torah. So I begin with a fascinating story. A fascinating story. Rav Asi had an elderly mother. I need jewelry. No problem, he bought a jewelry. I need a husband. She always was a widow, and now she wants a husband. What do you do someone wants a husband? I'll look for a husband for you. Oh, no, 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 no. I want a husband who's as handsome as you, and sin. Ravash is in the prime of life, and she's a very elderly woman, and she wants a guy who was something she's Nebuch lost it. So what did he do? Amazing Gemara. What did he do? Shafka, he left her. The Ozo Aradi Israel. Obviously, he put her in a place where someone could take care of her. There's some feisty woman. She wasn't going to listen to the caretakers. Shoma de Ka'ozi Abbasrei. Whoa! Not an El Al plane. And from Bubble to Israel in those years was a very arduous journey, and she's an elderly woman, and she's not going she's, she's running, she's, she's following him. Also, the Kameh the Rabbi Yochanan, Omelay, my Lotes Meeres Chutzos. Can I leave Eretz Yisrael? He said, Omelay, no. Also, the class, Ima Mahu, oh, can I go leave Eretz Yisrael in order to greet my mother? Keep it up, aim, a tremendous mitzvah. The answer is incredible. He says like this. Eini Odea. Why is that incredible? This is Rabbi Yochanan. He's the God of Ador. Eini Odea. Who is going to know? What do you mean he doesn't know? He knew Kala What do you mean he doesn't know? Itchrach Purta. He waited a bit. Hodorosa came back again. Second time. Amalei Asi. Call him his first name. We call him Rav Asi. Asi. You want to go back? Go Come back, Mishalom. Guess what he finds out? Sadly. Sadly. She passed away. Her coffin, her coffin is coming. Omar, last four words of the Sugya. Nafki. If I would have known, I would not have left Eretz Yisrael. How do you explain that? But the Gemara has this explicitly. There's an obligation to honor a parent even after the parent passes away. What do you mean he would not have left Israel to go to her funeral? What are you kidding? How do you explain this Gemara? Remarkably, the Tosas Riyazakin and the Masha seem to indicate that going out to a funeral is not considered part of Mechav Mimoso. What? What could be a... You ever been to a funeral? We have to give the Kavad Achor No. If you go out to... That's not considered giving him... So what, 
what's going on? What is giving them covet? The Gemara says the same page. Person passes away. The son says, "Don't say Abba said this way." Abba Mori Hareni Kaporas Moshkavo. That's called Mechada Bemoso. Hareni Kaporas Moshkavo. May I be an atonement for the fact that he died? Says Rashi. Whatever his soul was supposed to suffer, I take it on myself. So it could be that the Marsha and the Riyazakin have the following interpretation. What's Machatab Mosa? The person's dead already. How can you give honor to someone who's passed away? You'll say, I, I call him a great name, so when I, I go to his funeral, that's not, that's not honor. That's it. Covet means you literally honor him. And it says in the Gemara, what's covet? Says the Gemara. What does it mean? Machil, mashke, malbish, umachasa, machlis, umotzi. Give him food and drink. You help him with his clothes and off his clothes. Bring him in and bring it out. If Rashi is correct, if the, if it works, that a child can say about his parent, I'm kapos, Rashkova, I take the, the punishment instead of him. I give an example. In Florida, you like this example. There's a hot day. And the father said, can you do me a favor, sonny boy? Put on the air conditioner. It's very hot. That's a big mitzvah, right? You're making it more comfortable. Well, you know what? Up there in Shemayim, if a person did something wrong, I don't know, it's hot up there. Even hotter than Florida. And by the person taking on himself part of the ownership, he's putting on the air conditioner for his father's in the shop. That's the marshal that I give. That's keeping up, Achamosa. But just going to his funeral, big deal. That's what the Riyazah came and the Marashah. But the Pashup Shah is not that way. And so we get that, we're stuck with Akasha. What happened over here? Why would you not leave Eretz Yisrael in order to go to a funeral of a parent? Okay, we go back to the beginning. Before I give the real answer, there's an important dispute, the Rambam and the Ravid, which I'd like to address right now. The Rambam says, if a person's parent is not well, demented, or in some other way that the child is no longer capable of taking care of that parent. Says the Ramam, it's quoted over here by the by the Ran. The parent is demented. You try to help them on your own. You can't handle it. Let him be. Go on your way. You ask others to take care of them appropriately. The Ravid asks the question, What kind of a psaq is this? He's going to leave. Who can do a better job than the son himself? The question of the Ravid against the Rambam. Says the Ran, excuse me, Ravasi left his aging mother. So what do you tell me you can't do it? Who else should take care of him? We all know cases where it's, 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 it's an indignity for a child to take care of a parent, dressing, undressing. You need somebody else. So Especially someone who's demented. It's, it's more complicated. So what do you want? The Ram is quoting Gemara. How can the Ravid say someone... Who can, you understand, understand the question? So the Rashash has a wild idea. Wild. Wild. 
he's bothered by the question that we asked at the beginning. Why wouldn't Rav Asi leave Eretz Yisrael for a funeral of a mother? Is there a bigger cover than that? Look at the Masha. The Masha says what we saw before, that it's, it's not going to say the Kibbutz Avayim to go to a funeral. Difficult answer. Felinira, unbelievable Nupshad Nigamara. To Ratzaloma, Iyadi, if I would have known, the Tezel Abbasrai, the Thomas Baderech, if I would know, she would follow me and die on the way. Lo nafkimi bovel. Oh, not the way Rashi understands. He wouldn't have left Israel. He wouldn't have left Bob in the first place. Oh, oh, that's the rivet shita. That Rav Asi backed out. He backed out from the fact that he left. He had regret. And this answers the Ran's kasha against the rivet. Rav Asi, Rav Asi changed his mind. He had regret. Everyone follow me so far? There's all the background to the Shia. Look at the clock. Okay, in 10 minutes you get the background. Now come to the Shia. I want to explain to you in a, in a what we call in our language, a brisker manner, because you know what the briskers always do. You've been around brisk. Sveid dinim. Everything is two. Everything is two. There's no such thing as one. Everything is two. Listen to this. The Minachas Chinuch and Hilchas Kibbutz and Mitzvah Kibbutz of Aim. Islam and Gimel. Check it out. Has the following Shiloh. Is Mitzvah Kibbutz of Aim Benadam Lamachom or Benadam Lachavero? On the one hand, it should be obvious Benadam Lachavero. On the other hand, you know, the, it's Kabbalah Zadicha, we'll see in a few weeks, is in the first half of the Sarah Sadibras. Implying that what is it? Which one is it? This is the Minchas Chinuch's question. The difference would be, if a person does tshuva, must he ask Mechila from his father? If it's Benal Namakam, do tshuva, done. Amal Havero, you have to ask Mechila from your father. Big, big Nafkamina, big difference. What's it then? So, it's my Talmidim, where my Shia remember, that I, in different, different than many other Rebbeim, when these Chakiras come up, I often say, they're both right. You're right, you're right, you're also right. They're both right. That's the topic for today's year. They're both right. Kibbutz Avaim has two components. Benadam Lamoko and Benadam Lachavero. Everyone found me so far? But each of the two has a restriction. Let me explain what I'm driving at. The Rambam says a person is required to honor a father even if the father is a Russia, a wicked person. There's still an obligation to honor the father. So says the Rambam. It's explicit in the Rambam. However, the Torah says, I do not understand this Rambam. I can't figure it out. It's against the Gemara. Against the Gemara. I'm reading you the words of the Shulte Giborim, that's what I have in front of me. The print is pretty small, but I can read it anyway. Mamzer Chaya Bikforabimo. Now, how did Mamzer come about? Through an illicit act by definition. Okay. Hoya of I feel Hoya of Russia. That was just a one sin. Ubal Averis. Mechabdo U Mishami Menu. Whoa, he's a Russia. Vinira the Torah, it's not true. Came and show you Russia. It's a mefurish gemara. What's the case? Baba Kama. The father was a ganef, a gazan. 
He stole a cow. Chayovim lahachzer. You have to give back the cow. You have to give back the cow. Nek kvod avien. I lo also rasa amcho. Pirish. The ain chayovim bechvodo. Gets the Rambam. Someone who doesn't do the right thing, you're not obligated to honor him. Answers the Gemara. Also tshuva. Also tshuva. He give back the cow. He was about to give back the cow, but never he died. So here's speak lachzir at shemes. Alma calls man shlo also tshuva. Ain no chayavim bechvodo. The Rambam is against an offer the Gemara. First we had the rival against the Gemara. So we gave an answer. Rashash gave an answer. <coughs> we have a Rambam against the Gemara. Everyone understand the question? So here the, the answer is, this is not my original answer. Listen carefully. As we said, there were two separate prongs to the midst of Kibbut Avein. Benon Lamoko and Benon Lachavero. Okay. Each one has a restriction. Let me first give you the restriction of Ben Adam Lamoko. The Gemara has enough Lamed. This is, sometimes on Lamed Aleph from the base. You go to Lamed Aleph base. Famous Gemara. Shlosha Shulfin Heim Ba'odam. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Ve'oviv Ve'imo. There are three partners in every person. Hashem, the father, and the mother. So Hashem is a partner. By a show of hands, has anybody in this room ever been a partner in business with somebody else? Sure. Yeah, business partners. You check them out well, right? Hope you you didn't fall in. We have all kinds of stories of partners. But you have to check your partner out very, very carefully. The Rebosham is your partner of the father and the mother. He checks his partners out very carefully. And therefore, if the person is a Russia, Hashem is not interested in being your partner. If he's not interested in being your partner, then the idea of an honor shouldn't apply. The whole idea of honoring a, a parent, he's a human being. Yeah, he's a partner with Hashem in your creation. So ben it certainly applies According to this understanding, fine. But al Machavero is the most obvious. You look in the Sefer Achinuch, he explains to you why you're obligated to honor a parent. You have payback time. Hakara Satov, he brought you into this world. I don't care if he's a Tzadik or a Russia, without him you wouldn't be here. Payback time. But al Machavero. So far, so good? Two obligations. Let's go back to the question. This obligation of an Chaveiro, however, according to certain Mepharshim, only applies when the other individual is alive. It's like a social contract. It says in the Parshish Ray, Kibiglal Adavarazeh, it's a galgalachos, a look in the Abarbanel. It's, it's the wheel of fortune turns. You help somebody today, and hope you'll help, he'll help you tomorrow. What about if he's no longer alive? What do they call that? Chesed shall emes. Not regular chesed. Regular chesed gives the possibility of reciprocity. It's called chesed shall emes. Therefore, there's no obligation of benam lechaver to someone who's no longer alive. Everyone with me so far? There are two prongs. Each one has a limitation. So now let's figure everything out. The question was, the Ramah was against the Gemara. Because the Gemara says that if the father died and he didn't do tshuva, you're not required to honor him by giving back the cow. No. Here's the answer. If a person is blessed to have parents who are righteous and alive, 
has both prongs of the mitzvah of Kibar Avein. If the person is unfortunate in one of two ways, either the father sadly passed away, passed away, he no longer have this obligation of Ben Olam we just said, but he's still obligated Ben Olam because he's Hashem's partner if he's a tzaddik. A righteous person who passes away, Ben Olam Chaver was knocked out, Ben Olam remains. With me so far? Now a person who's not righteous, but he's alive. He's not righteous, Ben Olam falls away. Ben Olam Chaver is still there. That doesn't matter. Who cares if he's a righteous person or not? I'll give you an example. A guy lends you uh, $10,000. And t- payback time, I'm not paying you back. You're a Russia. You don't keep Shabbos. What, are you crazy? Are you crazy? But I'm a chavera. It doesn't matter what, what kind of person he is. You have an interpersonal obligation to pay back. Well, every single human being has this inestimable obligation to a father and a mother. They brought you into this world. You got to pay back. You got to pay back. No matter how much of a Russia they may be. But that's only when they're alive. When they pass away, as we said before, the Benol Nechavero lapses. So we'll do a little calculus. If the parent is righteous and alive, you have two obligations. Both Benol Nechavero, because he's righteous, and Nechavero, because he's alive. If the father passed away, so the Benol Nechavero falls away. If he's righteous, you have Benol Nechavero. If the father is a wicked person, but is alive, Ben Olamaka falls away, Ben Olamachavera. But what happens if there's two strikes? He's both a Russia and he's no longer alive. They're not. This answers the question against the Rambam. The Rambam said you have to honor a parent that he's a Russia. So the Torah asks the question against the Gemara. Not against the Gemara. The Gemara that he calls referring to a situation where the father had passed away. And he was a Russia. Then there's no obligation, as we just explained. But if the father is alive, even if he is a Russia, the Abedam Lachabero still applies. And will be so far? So far, so good. Let's go back to our original question. The original question was how can it be that Rav Asi, who left Eretz Israel with the blessing of Rav Yochanan to greet his mother, says, now that he found out that his mother passed away, he regrets, simple pshat, having left Eretz Yisrael to greet her funeral. Not the Rashash. Regrets. Here's the answer. Eretz Yisrael is a very important mitzvah. We know now our eyes are focused on Eretz Yisrael more than ever before with the ongoing crisis. Very, very important mitzvah. However, as important as it is, if you have a personal debt to someone, you dare not leave without paying off that debt. I like to tell the following story. It's an apocryphal story. Ruvain lent Shimon $10,000 for his business. Oh, great. Shimon's going to go into business. Great. That Shabbos, the rabbi gives a fiery sermon, the importance of Aliyah. Sunday morning, moving on his way to Shul, he's a for sale sign on Shimon's house. For sale. What's, what's, what's for sale? What's for sale? Where, where are you going? You want a Shul house? Did you hear the rabbi? 
Rabbi, you have to go on Aliyah? Wait, wait, wait. Excuse me, sir. What about $10,000? The rabbi said. Come to the rabbi. They sit. Well, the rabbi strokes his beard. On the one hand, yes, it's important to go to Israel. First pay back the $10,000, and then you go. You have no right to be a tzaddik of Yenem's cheshman. You'll go be a tzaddik live in Israel, and the guy's out $10,000. Any good rabbi will give that answer. Well, guess what? If you owe your parents, it's much more than $10,000. You owe them to pay them back. Priyas Vachov, as the Sefer Chinuch writes, you got to try to help them out as much if, if, if they need your help. Oh. So now, if Rav Asi's mother would be alive, he'd be right to leave. Rav Avadjeh Yosef has a tshuva, Yechavadas, you can't leave. Why? Because of Torah, you have a new color, Torah Kula. Torah can leave Israel for one of three reasons. To get married, to learn Torah, or to make a living. Doesn't say, keep it up, it's not one of them. You can't leave. The answer is, what? Order Mavadja Paskin to this guy, this Ruvain, who wants to leave, this Shimon, who wants to leave and leave Ruvain out 10 grand. I guarantee you, everybody would pass first pay back the 10 grand. Well, therefore, here too, the three mitzvahs are, which are quoted are mitzvahs which are so important you leave Eretz Yisrael. But this one is a no brainer. You, you, you have to pay back your debt. Keep it out of aim. But that's only true if she's alive. Once she's no longer alive, then this obligation no longer applies. That's why, had he known she'd passed away, would not have left Eretz Yisrael. Because the Benono, the Mokom, is not sufficient. Only three. Paying a debt. That's why he would be justified. Now we go back to Rabbi Yochanan. Where's the kasha? He didn't know. We don't know. And then make it even worse. Ravasi waited a little bit, came back, and now he suddenly does know. What changed the first time and the second time? So my suggestion is as follows. Rabbi Yochanan didn't know why Ravasi wanted to leave Eretz Yisrael. Is it, forgive the expression, frumkeit? You know what today's world, from he wants to be from than the other guy? From Kait? Or no, he felt a personal obligation to his mother, but I'm the And that's why he said, I don't know. Because if it's from Kait, tell him, don't leave. Don't leave. It's not one of the big three. It's not Parnosa. It's not a Shidduch. Right? It's not learning Torah. Stay. So he said, I don't know. Ravas came back a second time. I want to tell you, when people come back a second time, if people get a leniency, they don't come back a second time. They don't come back a second time. I remember very experienced. He came back a second time, indicated that he really has been on the Chavero. Oh, Chavero! Go back, go, and Hashem should bring you back, Mishol. This is my chat in this Gemara in Masech the Kiddushin. Let's review briefly. We had a story of Ravasi with his mother, and she was demented, and he left her. This indicates you're allowed to do so as the Raman Paskins. The Raman said, no, you can't leave. It's against the Gemara. The Rashash says that, no, Ravasi changed his mind. Lonafki means Lonafki from Bovo, originally. Everyone else assumes me Lonafki from Eretz Yisrael. The Marsha and the, and the, and, and the um, Riazok and say that means honoring a parent after the parent dies is only, is only like saying Kaddish or just like the air conditioner. But just coming to a funeral would not count. Also a difficult answer. So both 
don't seem to be the right answers. Well, our answer is based upon two dinim. If your person has a righteous parent who's alive, you have both. A righteous person who died, you only have ben la makom. A wicked person's alive, you have ben la chavero. And a wicked person who died, you have neither. That's how we answered the Ramah from the question of the Torah. Fine. Back to Eretz So it's not one of the big three, but you can't leave. So we answered, but I mean, you have this Torah about the Reuven and Shimon, $1,000, $10,000, you have to, have to pay back if you're needed. If you're needed. Oh. Then it comes out that had she been alive, he'd be right to leave. But had she passed away, then he would not have a right to leave because of no Benamachavero. Why have Yochan said, I don't know? Didn't know what was, what was motivating him. Came back a second time, it's Benamachavero. This is the main part of the Shia, and I have a few more minutes to conclude with a bit of a different uh, part of the idea, which is very, very important. Very, very important. What does Kibbutz really mean? So there's a very famous Ramah at the very, the very last sif in Simon Reish Mem about Kibbutz Ave. Kid wants to marry a certain woman. The father says, "No, ain't sorach l'shmoalav." We need not listen to your father. Whoa, whoa. What's the source? Maharik. Maharik has a few reasons. One reason was a mitzvah. Your father says, don't do a mitzvah. The question becomes, you can marry another woman. It's not the only, not efficient to see. But the only woman in the world. Then someone will say, keep it up aim, is only Michelle Av, not Michelle Ben. In other words, you don't have to spend your money. You don't spend your money. You have to expend effort, but not money. And here, losing the beloved is like losing so much money. Interesting. Someone came to Rab Chaimi Brisk and asked him, listen, I can't afford a train ticket to visit my father who's far away. Am I potter? I said, no. Walk. All right. Brisker answer. But, 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 but over here, but over here, but over here, it's, it's like a loss. Losing your beloved is like losing your money. Now losing your money. That's two reasons. But the third is the main reason. And it has, it's been misunderstood by many. The third reason is given, wait a minute. You're not required to obey a parent. We said, what did we say with Kibbutz Avayim is? I read it to you before. You take care, you give him food, you give him drink, you have him on his clothes, off his clothes, bring him in, bring him out. There's no obligation to obey a parent. Honor your parent. You don't have to obey a parent. No such thing. It's not so simple. Not so simple. I believe that there is an obligation to obey a parent. However, it's only if the parent's request is reasonable. Yeah. Oh, very good. See, he's a good Talmud. He never left. Ain't Talmud the Shavar. If you don't obey, you are violating the very next Gemara. Low soul service tomorrow. Go on here. You can't contradict him. He says, do this. I say, no. Don't do this. I say, yes. I'm contradicting him. That should be considered a, a violation of what we call morave. It's a very good question. So if you ask me, the gentleman is right. But, there's always a big but. The request has to be reasonable. Let's say, for example, the father says to his son, you know, 
I wanted to be in good shape. I want to spend the whole day running, you know, walking around the block. It's just all day long. Do nothing else. Father's crazy. Nothing sticks for crazy requests. As the Chazanish phrased it, the father is obligated you can't ask him to spend the whole day running around the block. You can't. The reasonableness is the key to when you do not have to obey. It's not considered to be more. You know why? The Chadish writes, the father has no right to ask it to you. He has no right to ask you, only required to obey. Oh. What's the story of the Marik? No one ever looks it up. I'll tell you the story. This story is an unbelievable story. It's unbelievable. He wants to marry a girl, and the father said, that girl, she's dissolute. She's a prutza. Ah, that's, that's ridiculous. I don't let my son marry. The problem in life sometimes is that people think, my son, whoo, my son, a tachshit, a tchachka, a tzaddik, a chosid, a you know with whom she was dissolute? With that son of his. That was what was going on with these two. And he wants to marry her. Oh no, my son, the son can't marry her. You idiot. It's a perfect shidduch. He's a parish, she's a prutza, a perfect shidduch. You have no right to stop that shidduch. But if the boy would talk be a tzaddik and he just fell in somehow, I don't know, some crazy way, then they have to listen to the father. There's no such It has to be reasonable. And that's, of course, the question becomes, who decides if it's reasonable? Who's rabbi? The father's rabbi or the son's rabbi? When I was in Karen Biyav, many years ago, I have a gold that would tell us, you know, we have a rabbi, rabbi. So the Torah character, they didn't believe in all these rabbis. So how was their response? Hayome Esav, Yeshli Rav. Esav at Eichat Rav. So, who, who's rough? In my view, it's the son's rough, not the father's rough. Because ultimately, even though the initial question is, is the father obligated to be mevatal his rutzon, to cancel his, his request on behalf of the sons? At the end of the day, the master, it's the son who has to either do it or don't do it based on what the father's saying. And therefore, if the son asks his rough, and the rough says, however, says, however, Remember, the son is presenting the case to, the, to his rabbi. What if the father says, hey, uh, give me equal time. I want to present my side of the story. I believe the rabbi has to listen to the other side also. It's like, Otherwise, how do you know what's going on? We have these sad cases. I'm sure that Moshe has these cases too. Where a father is abusive to a child. And many, the word abuse has many, many, many interpretations. And then the son comes to the, or daughter comes to the rabbi and says, my father, he does terrible things to me. I want nothing to do with him. The rabbi says, good, I agree with you. I agree with you because it's unreasonable to ask you to have anything to do with him with the way he's been treating you. And then the rabbi gets a phone call and it's happened to him more than once. Wait, you're near the other side. Said, okay, I'm happy. Let me hear the other side. And I have to decide with my limited abilities, who's telling the truth? You know, it's, it's a tough call. Um, you know, it, it's hard, and someone's going to make a mistake. These are hard calls. But 
I just wanted to summarize this part of the shear to tell you that in my view, there is an obligation to obey, but it has to be a reasonable request. If it's not reasonable, the obligation ceases. My view is that all of Kibbutz Avayim is based on this one fundamental point. Let me just have another five minutes. You know, you probably, probably do know Chumash and Rashi, Ish imo v'yavim tiro, v'shev soset so Rashi says, why Isha not Isha? A woman, she's married to a husband, and therefore she's exempt. Why should she be exempt? She's living in a different town. Go against him? So the simple answer is yes, because they're living in the same place, and daddy says this, and hubby says that. She has to listen to the hubby. Why? Why? The answer, I believe, is because a parent who asks a child to go against a spouse is making, in general, an unreasonable request. You're destroying the shalom bias of your child. That's why the first obligation is to the spouse. I've gotten so much flack from parents about this one. Oh, man. But what can I do? That's my understanding. means that her first obligation is for the shalom bias. On the other hand, has to be reasonable. Amazing. I'm going to quote this to disagree. There's a saying called the Divrei Sofim by Rav Yavram Anavelis. He says like this, you know, if Chalil Vachas, a person loses the first degree relative, something called Aninus. Aninus, you know, you're not part of me called Amitzvah, and you can't have meat and wine. It's a whole story. He suggests a married woman, there's no Aninus. She has to take care of her husband. I say, have you, Rabbi, I can't agree with you. Any husband who tells his wife who's just lost a parent, honey, come make me scrambled eggs and don't be bothered with the man's nuts. It's an unreasonable request. And therefore, there's no such sheba. It doesn't apply in such a case. It doesn't apply. And then my final point, only have three minutes, Talmud Torah. Shulchan tells us that Talmud Torah is greater and keep it up, eh? Great, it's Rashi says in the Chumash, but with Yaakov, with Yosef, with Lovan, it's Chumash and Rashi. Okay, good, fine. So they look at Pisgah Tshuva, as it follows. Hainadavkim Sorok Lele Chutzli Ir. And who be ear? Sorok Le Shore says Av, Velach Le Toroso. Avada. Just imagine. A father and a son are in a house Friday night, not Florida. So it's a cold winter night in New York. It's freezing. And the father said, Chaim, can you make, get me some tea? No, Dad, I'm busy going to go to make a vechatago. That kid is crazy. Close your gemara, your chumashan, to give your father the tea. But what happens over here? I'm out of town. My Rebbe's in Eretz Yisrael. My Rebbe's in some other city. The father will come back and don't go to that Rebbe. That's not a reasonable request. Every person learns where he likes to learn. He has a certain Rebbe, a certain yeshiva. It all depends on the reasonableness quotient. The two of you, the first part of the shiva is about Kibbutz Avayim, the two dinim, and how it relates to Eretz Yisrael. The second part of the shiva was about what's, what's the nature of the chiv of Kibbutz and of Mora. You have to obey in my opinion, you do have to obey, but only have to obey if it's reasonable. 
It's not reasonable. Don't have to obey. In the case of the Marik, where the guy says, don't marry her, it was, because, you know, it was ridiculous. Because she's a, a prutzer. Yeah, but she was a prutzer with this guy. So it was an unreasonable request. Then, but if it's a reasonable request, it has to listen. But who decides? The Rav. Who's Rav? Asim's Rav. No, the son's Rav. He asks his Rav. If the other, the father wants an equal time, he's entitled to it. We'll stop here. Have a wonderful day. Still says 39. Chiyah, but not the same as the parents. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Okay? 39. Translate. We'll do it all in a second. Hallelujah. End of the second.